thought you said journalism. I said communications. No, you said journalism. I didn't say. No, you said journalism. You said journalism. Somebody said. Somebody said journalism. Somebody said. Thank you, Matt. And we're gonna get to the bottom of it. Well, listen. Like journalists. No. Like journalists. Anyways, bottoms is next month. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion. I'm so cold blooded. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. I fear nobody. I walk like a champion. What's up, everybody? This is episode 180 of the Saratobi Sports Podcast coming to you live from beautiful Baldwin, New York, here at Regrown Recording Studios. Bringing you in, as always, your lovable host, just stuck in traffic, just on his damn phone, just in transition, but most importantly, just a friend, JT. What is up, everybody? And to my right, a man that needs some introduction, the guy and he's God himself, Dijon Mustard, Celine Dijon, and Chad DPT. John Mooch, everybody. We out here, hashtag John Ears workout plan. We smoking on that Doc Rivers pack. Hey. <laughs> and to my far right, a man that needs no introduction. He walks with a cane not because he has to, but because he needs to. The deacon of demon time, the bishop of bishes, Mr. World Wide West. Because everywhere I go, I leave world I mess. What's going on, man? I got that Carvel in my hand, and you know what I'm doing with it. I'm eating it. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to do like a creamy pun or something. Yeah, I had no idea where you were going with just, that. I'm eating just, it. Just, just eating it. Okay. Is he? Not even like groceries, just just eating it. Just eating Pretty it. Pretty boring, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, I'll tell you what. Miles? His tongue not boring. Hey, well, yeah. well, wait, I bet that Carvel knows that. Matt, Miles, I said next month, bro. <laughs> next month. Come on. <laughs> hey, yo. Bro, shit. Oh, boy. And to my far, far right, so far right, he is in the other room. The Saratobi sound man himself. The great Gabagool, the voice from beyond the great beyond. Greg Postovich. Matt Barber, everybody. Now, I, I know it's not a competition, but I already finished my Carvel. <laughs> Just saying. Matt, you know what? Matt is making a strong case to be brought into this room. I'm not going to lie. Matt yeah, is making a very strong case. He about to take my seat. Fuck the that bullshit. Hey, I man. mean, if you don't finish that Carvel pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm about to break out the flying saucers I got downstairs. <laughs> I, yo. Uh, I mean, shit, didn't he win? He, the, <laughs> the fucking, our, our pick him this year? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did. He did. Oh boy. And special guest with us today to my far, 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 far right. So far right. She is in a laptop joining us all the way. going to say because she's down south. God damn you, John. Every single time, you always got to ruin the goddamn introduction. <sighs> joining us, friend of the pod, former classmate mm -hmm. from the Temple University. And now she is a reporter all the way in Memphis, Tennessee. Kayla Solomon, everybody. Oh. I was hoping you came up with like a cool introduction for me too, but I was okay. Kayla, I was trying. You gotta get John. Get, I had it all in my I head. I thought you could roll with the punches. No. That's, that's what you talk about every time. I'm John. You John. have the supreme skill and all that, but I just don't understand why you can't just let me do my thing. Why why couldn't you not respond to me? Why did you have to insert yourself? Damn. I wasn't. It was side commentary. Insert yourself? You can, I get a, can I get a, can I get a what? Yo. I'm just saying. Oh, my goodness. You colonized the introduction. I'm sorry. Damn. But, yes, we have 
Kayla Solomon. Kayla, Kayla, Kayla. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> we need sir, a Matt yes, to sir, come yes, back sir. in with the bottles. <laughs> Kayla, I saw you laugh at the uh, my introduction for myself. Uh, is there any reason for that? Because they've been calling you just a friend, JT. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Nigga said That's the original. He's still <laughs> <laughs> I knew since I've known you since 2014, you've been just a friend, JT. Oh, Justin, you got what they need. Hey, hey, but you know you just a friend. Stop playing. <laughs> JT, I mean, he still it. saved in my phone. Is that? <laughs> hey, man. Look, you got it. Look. You know, you, you got to know your roles in life, and Barb. this is what it is. He's a distributor. I am a distributor. I am a distributor. Oh, boy. But this is, this is great. It's nice having uh, it's nice having some friends back on, you know. It's like, Absolutely. Uh, it's like we're back on uh, in Morgan Hall, you know, at the dinner towers. table. Well, you know. It's, back in Towers, shit, mm. back in, you know what I'm saying? Real shit, back in yeah. the day. Shout out to Towers, man. Yo, <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't, damn, feel bad for you, bro. Real shit. Because Towers like that. Absolutely. Towers, late night runs to fucking Fresh Grocer. What a time. <laughs> Why would anyone do this? It's crazy. Yeah, nah. And you know who else, who's also saying that? Damn. Adam Silver. Damn. Because, <laughs> man, oh, man. Damn. Is our resident superstar from Memphis. In some hot water right now. And you know what? This is crazy because it happened on Mother's Day, which is a really <laughs> random day for this shit to happen. Uh, but Kayla, as the resident uh, Memphis reporter, and I know you've done some work with the Grizzlies in some capacity before, what was like the initial reaction for everybody down there when they saw the, the Instagram live video go out and like all like the social media posts? And they're like, what was that first yeah, like what, reaction? What like? is Memphis's response to this? Yeah, so when it first happened back in March, mm. um, I just remember seeing it, you know, in passing, like you just see it on your timeline. You're like, oh, okay. But then from there, and that also happened on a weekend. And, you know, mm. I think it's like Denver is two hours behind. So it was like 2 a.m., 4 a.m. our time. I just remember everybody woke up and was like, what is happening? Like what? We were just very confused about it. But then as the day progressed, you start seeing the Grizzlies put out a statement, then Ja put out a statement. And we were like, oh, like this is serious. And it was even worse because we had already heard previous stories, you know, previous allegations of him uh, threatening somebody. Yeah, the staffer. So it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, like this is part of that narrative. So when he left and said he was getting help, we were like, all right, cool. He was suspended, you know, for those eight games, came back, playoffs happened. And I think the playoffs, I'm not going to say everybody forgot about it, but at that point we were more concerned about his injury. So we were like, oh. Mm, right, because he hurt his hand. Yeah, we were like, once Ja gets injured in the playoffs, you're like, all right, well, there goes that. But then for this to happen again less than two months later, literally the same with the same person, <laughs> um, this time car don't even know exactly where um, it's kind of frustrating I think all of us kind of had like a we're all given like a side eye a little bit because we're like alright like you were talking all that oh I'm gonna go get help I need to work on myself I need to learn how to relieve stress better you know 
some alcohol. And it's like, we're like two weeks into the off season. <laughs> and you already doing this? He didn't so. even make it to Cancun. Right. Didn't even make it to Cancun. <laughs> they like, go on his connecting flight. This <laughs> 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 shit crazy. That's, I, think, Layover. I think everybody out here, from what I've heard, everybody's really just frustrated. Because mm, yeah. it's just like, you know, this is one of those markets where you go anywhere out here and Jaws, like, you know how they say like good in every hood, like mm-hmm. he's good in every hood, which in Memphis that's a lot. Like there's only And that's the problem. Yeah, right. Thank you. That's the problem the because he's right not about my that life. Took the words right but out of my mouth. The only person I can compare that to, like the only person that's even on Jaws level out here is Penny Hardaway. And that's because mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He is Penny. So I think everybody's really just frustrated, but I think there's also a level of like, all right, he's still young, he can redeem himself, he has time, but it's like we can't it's hard to keep defending someone mm. when they keep repeating behavior i definitely put, want to put a pin in that statement because that reminded me of something else but um yeah i don't know about you guys i was i was kind of explaining this to someone else if it's like this is very different than like remember when zach randolph got like if they found out he had the trap phone and was still yes. selling drugs yes 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 like that was very much the reaction was just yeah you could take some people out the hood but you can't take the hood out of them but this whole john morant thing it's like you you're parents work to like have you not lived that life you know what i mean yeah. we're doing all those things you didn't live that life you didn't have to and now you're like offered an opportunity that very few people ever have been offered you're like and it's essentially like you don't want it or you'd rather do this other dumb shit and i under you know it's always a thing about them being young and stuff like that um and and that's fine but like shit like at that point you know your dad's in your life. Is your dad not saying anything to you? Are the other people around you not saying anything to you? Your friend clearly don't care about you if he's going to put you in another situation like that to even be there in general. So I think it's a and lot I of just, even, like, what, what is his camp? I don't know if y'all watched the Adam Silver interview, but, like, that man was near tears. Yeah, he like, was. He was distraught. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Adam Silver literally take a deep sigh before answering a question like Show that. Show human emotion? Like, yeah, like, you you felt that hurt because it's like, man, like we literally sat down with you less than two months ago and you mm. went and did the same thing again. So I think to see it at the NBA level, like in Mem- to see that in Memphis is one thing because it's like, of course, we're going to feel the impact of it here. Mm. But like to see the commissioner react that way, we're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, if we, David if, Stern if, would if, never. If, if we, if, if we be in for real though, like, because Adam Silver had that reaction, it makes me believe that it, it's it's about to get bad for Ja. Like I don't know to what degree you feel like he's gonna get punished, but I'm under the impression that he's he's about to get an example made out of him because this isn't like those one off situations where mm. you know before he had already missed games and he and he ended up missing eight. He took time away from the team, fine, but this should happen again. It's it it, it puts the NBA it puts the NBA it puts all of the people that are part of disciplinary board for the NBA, like it puts them in a very weird position. I think um, like it, it is bigger than just like, Oh, someone's holding a gun. It's like, obviously his standing as a prominent player in the NBA. If it was the end of the bench, dude, no one will give a shit. Um, the fact of the times in the country with gun laws and mass shootings and everything like that. And like all of that combination along with like, Imagine all the steps the fucking Brooklyn Nets put Kyrie Irving through. Like, what he's going to have to do, like, 
it's gonna I think you're absolutely right. It's gonna be an example. It's gonna have to be something. And for a star of this magnitude, like it's different in the sense of I'm not gonna say Kyrie's at the tail end of his career, but like, you know, it's definitely towards the back half of his prime. Right? It's his stardom yeah. isn't at the same level and we're sitting here talking about job is supposed to be leading that charge of the new faces of the NBA. So to have that platform and doing everything else and you know, like I feel like you have to. It has to be a big disciplinary thing or even like a fucking 12-step program or whatever it's going to be to prove that, and then he's going to have to earn everything else back. Now, the one the one disclaimer I will have, because I've been seeing this a lot, is like people are like, oh, that's illegal. In Tennessee, <laughs> it is not illegal to wave a gun around. So mm-hmm. let's be clear about that. Right. So that's, there's not, like here, there's no question of like whether he broke any laws. Like mm-hmm. in Denver, it's different. Um. So he didn't break any laws, but of course the NBA has its own rules. Mm. So it's like they have their own player's handbook. I think um, there was a story done that kind of broke down like the different violations according to the NBA handbook. So that's a totally different thing. And I think it's just the fact that this is repeated behavior that makes mm-hmm. it worse. That's a fact. You know, if, this was, if this was the first time, you know, he's doing that here in Tennessee, like I think we'd all be looking at him a little crazy, but I honestly don't think it would have gotten much attention mm-hmm. if that first time in Denver didn't happen. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Like, a, I, I watched the Adam Silver thing, and he literally looked like a disappointed parent because, like you said, like, they had a face-to-face conversation. Like, they, for what he thought, had a heart-to-heart. And for him, for John to do this, it almost be like an act of betrayal on, like, a personal level. Because I'm sure Adam Silver doesn't want to put any disciplinary action on Ja. Like, as you said, like, Ja's supposed to be one of the guys that's leading the next charge. Once LeBron retires and Steph retires and KD retires and all these guys, it's going to be, like, it's going to be Ja's league, Luka's league, Tatum's league. Like, these are going to be the next faces of the league. And you don't want one of your faces of the league to be in this type of situation, you know. And I, I get the whole, not to say I get it, but, like, Everybody coming out after after the NBA and saying, oh, it's not fair if, if they suspend him or things like that. But at the end of the day, like the NBA is still a business mm-hmm. and optics matter. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people and I don't think a lot of people have jobs or work in fields where they understand that optics matter. Like Kayla works at a job where things she does matters, even if she's not in uniform at the station. Things she does may have a bad look, could, could, could come back and hurt the station. Um, so I think that's where a lot of, and then what you said about job being like a prominent player, I know I've been seeing recently on Twitter, at least today where people were bringing up Chris Kamen. Cause there's a bunch of pictures of like Chris oh Kamen with like guns and stuff. But like, again, it's Chris Kamen, Los Angeles Clippers legend, but only real NBA fans know Chris. Exactly. Kamen. But it's Chris <laughs> Kamen and he's Mavs got like, legend. and he's got like hunting rifles and things like that. Where he's at, where he's at a gun shop, but he's not waving it around on social media, driving in a car. Like it's, it's different. Like nobody's saying job broke. Like 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 Kayla was saying, like he's not breaking any laws. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, optics matter, and I don't think Adam Silver wants one of his young stars in the league being on social media, flashing a gun, riding around town in a drop top. Did um did anyone listen to the JJ Reddick thing? I saw it, but I, I didn't watch it. You want to give a synopsis? No, I I did it. That's why I'm asking. Time. I just John, saw the headline. You the nigga that usually be watching shit like that. I just can't saw bring the it headline. up and I watch it. <laughs> I, I was asking a question. I can only imagine what he. I can only imagine what he said. I I just know that like the whole premise of it, and he went on a on a rant about like how where people are being really quick to judge Ja, um, and I think there is a, I would say, 
a buffer of just talking about him being young and things like that. Because a lot of people forget that when it comes to professional athletes. Like, think we, we could sit here now and we're all like, ooh, we're, we're, you know, in our late 20s now. But, like, we think about us even just two years ago and just the mindset or whatever we would have had at that point and, and think about now, imagine if my entire life I was told this and now I have a ridiculous amount of money, basically no responsibilities really because of everything else, and I'm famous and all of these things, right? It, it's a different world. So the, there is a part of that, and it's kind of similar to like a lot of times it's kind of dumb to ask a, a 17 or 18-year-old to plan your entire life, you know, at that point and make all your decisions for whatever the future is going to be. So there is that aspect, I think, to it. I think there is some truth to that of being like, you know, he's still young and figuring things out. But I think like you mentioned, the big thing is this is a repeat offense. Like, you can't sit here and talk about I learned from all of this. Within, like, two months? And then come back right out and just do the same dumb shit. And to me, it's like, you know, I think, I don't know who's going to get through to him. To me, it's got to be, like, I feel like it has to be his pops at this point. I'm just, like, the only person who can get through to him. The go just be like, rant. what the fuck are we doing? Oh, man. Like, get, you know, you're going <laughs> to oh, squander man. this opportunity? Because, I mean, clearly his friends aren't with it. His yeah. friends are, are not a good influence at that point. His yeah. friend was one that tried to hide the... I didn't catch it at first. Just like, oh, drop the phone, like that sort of thing. Like we're barely showing anything. Um, I don't know if it's maybe his friend. Maybe it's just him. Like the only but, certain accountability. Has but to be why? Put on him. If you're his friends, you're gonna sit here and one be like, bro, you shouldn't be in here with this gun, or like you think Ja had the gun on. Is his gun or he? Someone handed it to him. But it's also it's also who the expects fact him of... to just bring the, 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 the shit out? They listen to NBA Young Boy. <laughs> Yep. I lived in the NBA Young Boy. Both times that John got got caught, he was listening to <laughs> Young Boy, and that's what really makes this whole shit funny. So, one thing I must say is the first time this happened, um, shameless plug, but I interviewed Dennis Scott about it because hey. you know, yeah, three D. Yeah. Um, the important thing is, like, you want to hear from the old heads who have lived that life. Like, mm. I was never, I was not making millions of dollars at 23 mm -hmm. but um one thing that dennis scott brought up that um i think was a really good point is one social media is much different like mm -hmm. dennis scott was like i'm glad there was no social media when i was at georgia tech playing ball partying at K kod every night mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like it was very different you he was like i went to college in atlanta you think i was going to bed and meeting curfews and everything and he's like but Nobody was really checking us. Mm -hmm. And he also brought up the point that it's much different now because the way we all knew about John Morant for real coming out of college was social media. And he's like, nobody was paying attention to Murray State, which is true because mm -hmm. I don't think any of us were. And now when you see Grizzlies highlights, like there's a lot of heavy hitters on that team, but 80% of the highlights you're going to see is job. So he's like, so it's not even just about like the mindset, like the, oh, I'm trying to live this lifestyle that I'm not about. It's also, it just seems like there's some type of disconnect when it comes to, oh, Instagram live, eh, nobody's going to see it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like something isn't clicking in his head. That's like, oh yeah, I'm not on my personal Instagram page, but I'm on my homies and nobody's going to see it. So it, it it's just, it seems like there's a lack of awareness in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think that's also frustrating because it's like, yeah, you're 23. But you could grow up yeah. in this. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Like, mm -hmm. social media is not new mm -hmm. to Ja. Like, you, you've known about this your whole life. 
also it says five minutes left in your meeting. Oh yeah, that joint that that joint not gonna end. Are you sure? Sure. Watch this shit end. It's not going. <laughs> it's not going. This should just be doing that because you know how it be sometimes. You know, it's not going. You don't. Know. But okay. If it if it gets to eight thirty three and it. <laughs> Well, it's just it. weird because, like I said, Memphis, like, I didn't realize it till I moved here. But Memphis, as far as NBA markets go, it's considered a small market. It mm-hmm. really is. It's But, you know, for a small market, they've been doing pretty well. And, you know, the last Grizzly superstar they really had was Zebo. So it's mm-hmm. it's just difficult to see that this is what's happening right now. Uh, you know, pivoting a little bit away from Ja, you did mention um, hitters on that team, and this is what I wanted to come back to. Uh, we talk about repeated offenses. Um, how does the city of Memphis feel about Dylan Brooks? <laughs> Child. Um, <laughs> is crazy. So I think when he first made the comments, I feel like everybody's like, yeah, talk your shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, Grizzlies fans really went into that Lakers series so confident. I don't know why. So confident. Like, man, Lakers, easy work, whatever. And then they don't know ball. Mouth. And we were like, like, we heard the comments. We were like, okay. And I mean, while since I'm here, I mean, I consider myself like a half Grizzlies fan because I'm like, it's just, they're fun to watch. It's a business thing. Watch. I understand. It helps the brand. But, and fuck the brand. Big <laughs> thing. I mean, but listen, but they have. But I said what I said. I said what I said. We don't get there, though. Listen, you're allowed to pick a team in another conference. <laughs> no, I'm not. Go ahead, Caleb, please. It's the same conference mm-hmm. as my team. But anyway, um, so I think it, it just went downhill real quick in that series. Like, once he made those comments and then. I was at a watch party. <laughs> it was like 30, it was 32 to 9. We was like, yo. <laughs> Caleb was like, shit, it's a good thing I'm not a Grizzlies fan. Damn, see, that's what you'd be having funny. to out. And it was funny because I was at a watch party and there were more Lakers fans in the watch party than Grizzlies fans. And but yeah, I think that all went downhill quick. But I I've seen mixed comments about Dylan Brooks. Like there are some people that's like yeah, like that's what we need. We need gritty. We need aggressive. Like that's the type and of grind. team. Um, but then there's other people that's like, you can't talk like that and then not back it up. Like, how many points did you get that whole series? How many? How many points did you average this whole season? Actually, mm. <laughs> we're gonna if we're really gonna break it down. But I feel like it, it's really just a mixed bag when it comes to Dylan Brooks. Hey man, listen, and that's why under any circumstances, he is not returning to the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> did mean, you see that headline, Kayla? Under any circumstance, yeah. like that's not crazy. That's not crazy. But it, was, but it was crazy when that came out because they had done their exit interviews, and a bunch of the local outlets out here straight up asked, like Taylor Jenkins and everybody, like, what what's the plans with Dylan Brooks? And they were very passive, like, oh, you know, we'll think about it this off season. Mm. Next thing you know, you got Shams over here reporting. He's not coming back under any circumstance. So everybody here is like, what the hell? We just asked you that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Nah. You like, thought I was. Of okay. course you're going to tell Shams <laughs> and not us. Yeah, That's the I, thing, though, man. Shams, Shams be getting this. That, that joint came out, like, what, 72 hours or something like that after they lost? Yeah. Like, so, it was quick. It was very quick. Like, they literally had, like, the plane had just barely landed back in Memphis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I mean, do you feel like the perception of him was – good before because like i feel like it's it's a very much 
yeah, he's like a solid role player, but like he also does a lot of talking for like not a lot of producing. So do you feel like it was a very much of, oh, we love it. He's our guy. He exemplifies these things that we had before. Or do you think there was a, you're a role player? Like, you'd be trying to act like a star, especially when Jaws out, but like you're not that guy. I mean, I honestly feel like that whole perception was kind of forced on mm. the fans because Steven Adams got injured. <laughs> and mm. then, and then, uh, what's his name also got injured? Clark. Like, yeah, Brandon Clark. Yeah. We were like, so we were like, well, Dylan Brooks, like, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, i mean up. i'm not even gonna hold you like that's really how it felt because mm-hmm. everybody like everybody been all in on brandon clark and stephen adams all season mm. love stephen adams brandon clark was on my fantasy team so there you go hey hey man so it is interesting seeing like the reactions of i guess a smaller market team or like mm. getting like having somebody like that's in the know to an extent or just has like a finger on the post of a of a small market mm-hmm. team because obviously i feel like Things would obviously be a lot different if, obviously, the John Moran situation or even just the Dylan Brooks situation happened on, like, the Knicks or the Lakers or the Bulls or like, even, like, the Heat. Like, media markets that have so many outlets that cover them and they're always in the national spotlight no matter how good or bad that team mm-hmm. is. Um, yes, the Dylan Brooks thing is, is funny. Like, I know a, lot, a few Nets fans were like, oh, yeah, he's definitely, to what Kayla was saying, like, some Memphis Grizzlies fans like, yeah, he's what we need, this and that. But, like, does the produ- does the production match the you know extra stuff coming and yeah. i remember that was the case with like kyrie irving too like yeah. does the production match the off the court antics and things like that and you know for some players it's not worth it you're gonna see a really disappointed john when we sign dylan brooks to be our new enforcer yes but but that's the wild thing i've been seeing like you know people on twitter just be talking but i know there were a lot of people saying like you know, Dylan Brooks in a bigger market with a bunch of cocky players would probably thrive there. Like they were saying part of the reason why he's probably a little bit of a villain is because he's in Memphis. Like mm-hmm. we don't really have any dudes, any other guys on the team that talk as much as he do or mm-hmm. are really that aggressive. But I saw one one person was like, oh, he would be great on the Knicks. I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> not do that. But but in terms of like if his personality matches yeah. a market like New York, absolutely. Would I want him on the Knicks? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, Speaking man. of the Knicks, yeah. Spe- um, yeah I, I'm glad. I'm glad you. I, I'm are glad, you two doing yeah. okay? Oh uh, man, Kayla, you're a guest, so I, I I'll, I'll let you speak first. I haven't had an opportunity to speak on uh, my my thoughts since we lost last week. We were recording; it was Game Five, so we were going back. Uh, wait, game yeah, five. Game yeah, five. Yeah, it was, it was game, game five. five, so yeah, so we was going back to Miami. So I don't know. After that rough first quarter, after that very, after that fourteen point first quarter. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Kayla, I would love to. Hear, I would love to hear your two cents first before I butt in. So go for it. You have the floor. The floor is all yours. All right. How long do I have? You have, have as long. long? <laughs> Yo, listen, <laughs> I think listen. we. I think we've crossed the five minute threshold, and the call hasn't dropped. So yeah, yeah. here we go. Okay, so. For one, I'm going to say that it was such a fun season watching the Knicks, especially after we got Jalen Brunson. It was just a fun season. To yeah, watch. it was a great pickup. Amazing pickup. Um, I think my, I'm not even going to say criticism, but like, I feel like there was so much momentum after the Cleveland series that everybody was like, oh, Miami will be easy. So that when it wasn't easy, 
<laughs> it was like, oh, never mind. Oh, Jimmy Butler's fine. Oh, he's playing tonight. Oh, but um, <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing so hard? What's no. wrong with you? Um, being quiet but not really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want. I didn't want to interrupt your. Uh, you, you're going on. No, you're fine. So, going into the Heat series, one, I think that was another instance where, like, you know how New York fans are. Like, we just gas everything up. Yeah. Like, you would have thought we won the damn championship after we beat Cleveland. Oh, so, we know. So <laughs> oh, we know. Shout out Trey Young. I lived it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it. You know, that's how Knicks fans guess that's everything. That's how we up. get this. But I appreciate that. Um, I think the the biggest thing that I always say is like, shout out Jalen Brunson, but like everybody else, where where were y'all? Like consistently, R.J. Barrett had brilliant games. I was, I was like, all right, cool, we got R.J. because Julius isn't doing anything, so let's you know we got R.J. We got Jalen holding it down. We got Josh Hart wasn't really scoring, but he was good to have on the floor occasionally. Yeah, Too long, probably. Should Derrick Rose have gotten any minutes? Absolutely. I think anytime we could have Derrick Rose on the floor, it's probably going to work a little better. Especially quickly being out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, and then quickly got hurt. Um, I mean, Julius, his ankle was also half working. But also like, I just think the the frustrating thing about it was knowing that we have like all the pieces are there, like mm. everything you need to be a solid team, especially in the East. I'm not going to say the East is, I mean, the East is significantly easier than the West, except for when you get to like the Celtics and the Sixers, which we see how that happened. Okay. But like, it's frustrating knowing that all the pieces were there, but the only one who showed up consistently every game except one was Jalen Brunson. Yeah, so. it's it, it's really it's real life big pain, man. Like I'm like I'm not gonna lie. Like when we lost games, thank you. When we lost when we lost game six, I was like, damn. Not only am I not only am I not mad, I'm just supremely disappointed because this was a series that we definitely had the potential to win. This was a series that going into it, I felt confident. Thank you, John. Okay, cool. Um, it was a series that I felt confident. And more than anything, like Kayla said, we have everything that we need. And they had a significantly weaker team outside of Jimmy Butler. And literally outside of Jimmy Butler. I'm not even including Bam in that conversation. You know. Because Jimmy brought out the best in Bam. And I, I, hate, I hate when players get injured. But, like, Hero wasn't there. Hero so wasn't like, there. The only people consistently going out there, it was just the whole dynamics of the Miami team. Like you really got to give credit to Eric Spolstra because yeah, I know he absolutely. was strength when mm-hmm. Jimmy got injured that first game and he still made it work. Yeah. Like in hindsight, Bro, it's he like, almost won the game when Jimmy was out. Exactly. And now and Cody Martin going primary Allen. Right. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, that 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 was really what what the difference was is that their players stepped up. You got Lowry that stepped up. You had Gabe Vincent that stepped up. Caleb Martin, Max Strauss, like all of those guys, and like 
You know, the guys that was carrying us throughout the season, guys like Josh Hart in the second half, guys like Emmanuel Quigley throughout the entire year. Shit, you could even include Mitchell Robinson in that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had games where he was doing his things, but he had other games where Kyle, him and Kyle Lowry finished with the same amount of rebounds. It's like, it, 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 it's, just not, it, it's just not what you want to see. And I think that the lights got a little bit too bright for a lot of the guys on the Young Knicks team. And that's okay because if you told me at the beginning of the season that our season was going to end in the conference finals, I mean conference semifinals, as a Knicks fan, you got to take what you can get. I've seen one series win, one playoff series win since high school. That's almost <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. So but I also, mean, like when when you also factor in though, to start the season we didn't have Brunson, right? You know what I mean? So it was like, wait, what you mean? Before he signed? Before he signed? Type shit? Or are you talking yeah. about before? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Before he signed? Yes. I'm like, so that was the other thing, and I'm I'm not even gonna hold you. When we signed him, that crazy contract, I was like, it's not even that money. crazy. Now, now like, it's not. <laughs> now it's not. <laughs> I was like, Brunson? Like, Nova Boy? Right. That's who we Oh, okay. Like, we're giving him $100 million? Like, we could have gave it to whoever the fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jordan Poole got $100 million. 128 actually. And only one of them played at an all-NBA level. Hey, fuck it. And yet, that's a fact. This this whole playoffs this year has just been fun to watch. Because if you would have told me the Bucks were getting eliminated in the mm-hmm. first round, I would have laughed in your face. By the eight seed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the also, heat I mean, jimmy butler that was, that was not one a game that was one game away from elimination and now the niggas are in the conference finals you can't you can't make it up you really cannot make it up and that's where i have to ask you guys if you could somehow you know put that knicks fan to the side is there anything to really say to the heat i mean if it was any of the team scenario i'll i'll i'll, I'll put it like i'll put it like this man i'll put it like this I, I won't sit here and say we got our coach, but we definitely got our hearted. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like who had which team had more heart on a night in, night out basis? So Julie Julius was right. Julius Julius listen, listen when- yo, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Yo, hold on. Real quick. Julius was not wrong in anything that that he said, but is the timing of what he said <laughs> that pissed everybody off. They did yeah. want it more, and in hindsight, that that like I don't see. You can any- say that at the end of a series. You can say it at the end, right? But in the middle of the series, you know, you, you, that something you know you, you, you shouldn't just say. You shouldn't like Julius absolutely should not have said that. But I mean, was he wrong? I don't think he was. But, but it was kind of like, well, damn, y'all just lost the series. You know what I mean? When yeah. he said that, I was- oh, y'all breaking right. it up. It's like damn, like. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like be a little bit, like, like put on a better show at least, bro. Be like, damn, I, I'm going to be better next game. You know, we're going to go out next game, do our thing. Like, nah, bro, niggas. You can yell that to your teammates in the locker room. Yeah, bro. nah. I wasn't a fan. So, I wasn't a fan of what I wasn't a fan of what he said, but was he wrong? No, I guess he wasn't. I guess the last question I really got for y'all is, um, how, are, are y'all on the, this should be Julius last year in New York? Like, he should either be traded for real this time or something. Um, something should happen. Like, do you, do you think, think you can? Do you think you can go further with Julius Randle? Even though I think Jalen Brunson was a real leader of this team, but with Julius Randle being a centerpiece. So, I'm gonna say no, just because like part of the problem with the team I see right now is that it's a lot of young guys. Like the thing that I like about 
the roster right now is like Julius like is a vet mm-hmm. considering the rest of the roster right now. And I feel like you need that guy, like especially when you don't have Derrick Rose consistently playing, which I mentioned before, but like you need somebody like Julius that like the frustrating thing about him is like you watch him during the season and you're like, there's no way he's going to slow down during the playoffs. There's no way. And then he's done it the last two times we've been in the playoffs. And I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. So I'm not on that bandwagon yet, but also it wouldn't surprise me if they trade him. I honestly just don't know. I feel like it's a roster that's going to be hard to find a piece to like replace him consistently. Like somebody that's as consistent as he was during the regular season. I know a big thing I've been seeing is uh the Knicks are primed to go like star hunting this offseason. Yeah. Do you guys feel like that's the that's the move? I think they're the Knicks. I mean, no, but I mean? I'm talking about in a trade, you guys have the assets now for real. And now we know that we get another year of all right, RJ took a step back after taking a big step up. Now you're sort of more willing to part ways with him after another year of sort of playoff inconsistencies. You're you're more willing to part ways with Julius as well, along with draft capital and everything else. Do y'all feel like this might be the the time to really swing for the fences and well, see if there's a, disgr- a disgruntled star well, you could trade for to pair with Jalen Brunson? It depends. It depends. It depends on who the star is. There's some guys that I feel like are worth it, and there's some guys that I don't feel are worth it. Like if you could for, pick like, one target that's a, that you feel like you can get, who's the move? If I there's one person that I could get, this is just absolute unrealism. No, no, no I want like a realistic. Oh, target. realistic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, you talk about realistic, it's. It, none of it is realistic because what we need is a guy that can rebound, that basically does everything that Mitch does, but can but can but can score like how Julius does, which is impossible. Who do you need? I would need Giannis or Anthony Davis. I was I was gonna say, do you think you can uh, unlock the potential of a number one of disgruntled number one draft pick? I'm just <laughs> well, listen, um, <laughs> when, uh, you know he's he just went to Cancun as well. Uh, mm, I don't know. Damn, Can man. Tom Thibodeau unlock unlock DeAndre? Ayton? I don't know. I don't know. Nah, I mean, not nah, not 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 Aiton. I mean, Aiton. That's the thing is that when he plays motivated, like I could I could absolutely see it, but I don't think that be, be based off of his leadership because you also got to think like Jalen Brunson is going to be the leader of his of the team, right? Mm-hmm. But DeAndre Ayton, if he's there, he's going to have to be another guy that's carried because he's been in the playoffs a lot, probably more than anybody else that's been on the team. Jalen Brunson included, you know, you give us DeAndre Ayton if, you know, if it bullshit aside, if he's if he's good, sure, but I I wouldn't mortgage my future as a franchise on him. I w- I really wouldn't. Okay. I I feel like New York in general is just a hard market to play in because it's one of those cities. I mean, I put it up there with like L.A. I mean, of course, like L.A. Philly in some respect that mm. like. New York is a very impatient city to play in. Like we like, okay, if we if we don't make the playoffs, like you gotta go. So I think that's what makes it difficult, and I think that's why people are calling for Julius to be traded. But I also know that, like, yeah, Giannis is like anybody would want Giannis on their team. Would Giannis do well in New York, though? I don't know. I don't know. I personally don't think so. I don't know. Really? I don't know about that, Kayla. I don't know. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, man. I feel like Giannis in the Apple, I feel like, one, because of his persona, I feel like, yes, we would be on his ass a lot. But at the same time, I feel like he's already won. He's already proven. He's already won his MVPs. If he's coming to New York to win, 
I'll fuck with it. Like if if the offer was on the table, like if we had to give up Julius IQ some picks and you know maybe another another player, I would do it. I would do it for 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 a guy like Giannis because that's really that's really what the Knicks is missing. Part of the reason what fucked this up, and we talk about Mitch Robinson. I love Mitch Rob, but that nigga got no offensive game. No bad. None at all. And it makes him a liability every time because he can't stretch the floor. And you today's NBA, you have to stretch the floor. You can't stretch the floor, you can't do shit. But I don't think it's even as as clear cut as that, because I wouldn't necessarily say Steven Adams stretches the floor, but he gives you everything else. And Jared Allen doesn't stretch here. the floor either. Yeah, and you're not gonna say And Jared Allen went home play. in the first round. <laughs> you know Jared saying? Allen was also an all-star last year at sixteen and thirteen. <laughs> what is what is an, being an all-star mean? Julius Randle is a two time all-star, two time all NBA. What does that no, mean? No, but I'm saying Jared Allen with no offensive bag averaged sixteen points a game and thirteen rebounds. Mitch Robinson, what, has never averaged over 10 points never. a game? No, absolutely that's what I'm never. Saying. You, can, yeah. you, can, you can be successful, you can be successful without stretching the floor. But yes. it's also it's also a coach, it's also a coaching thing. It is. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause based off of, off of Tibbs coaching, like that's meant for Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle to eat. You know what I'm saying? JB Bickerstaff and Kenny Atkinson and the other dudes that Jared Allen's played for, they're gonna find a way to get this nigga into the basket type shit. And I promise you, I'd rather have Jared Allen offensively more than Mitchell Robinson on some real shit. So yeah, I think that's fair. There you go, but so okay, Miles. What you what you think about Hartenstein? Hartenstein, yo, I fuck with my yo. First of all, because I personally, yeah. Okay, so I went to the season opener. They played here in Memphis. Okay. I, oh yes, yes, and they up, did. I called out of work to go. As you should. I never heard of Isaiah Hartenstein in my life. Okay. First off, I never even met a white dude named Isaiah, but that. That's a whole other thing. Hey, but, <laughs> inspirations come from everywhere, you know? That's a good one. <laughs> I don't think That's I know a white Isaiah either. He's the only one. <laughs> but, uh, but I saw some dude, Hartenstein. He, like, watching him play in person is completely different than watching him play on TV. Because watching him play in person, you can see his, like, mannerisms. You can see him, like, kind of up close and how he's, like, communicating on the floor. Yeah. I was like, who is this? And probably I'm Leon not, Rose's nephew. I'm not listen, I'm not gonna say he's better. Like I'd rather have him than Mitchell Robinson because hey, I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. But like I think Hartenstein has a lot of potential to be what we want Mitchell Robinson to be. I'll tell you what, Isaiah Hartenstein, he just turned twenty five. Um this past season, he's been uh, the everything that you could want out of a backup center. He's been that, mm-hmm. and in the playoffs, multiple times when Mitchell Robinson been in foul trouble, Hartenstein has come off the bench, do more than what is expected, hit free throws, not unexpected free throws, hit free throws, you know, and do his little you know five six foot runner. I like Hartenstein a lot. Like if we had to, and it's gonna be a little bit difficult now because Mitch is now on the books. He's paid. It's going to be a little bit more difficult to get rid of him, but I'm sure somebody would want him. If he became a trading chip, I would be okay with I it. I would like Mitchell Robinson. Um, I would be okay with it. I the, absolutely would be okay that, with it. That leads me into, I, I think this will be my last question on the Knicks. Um, how confident are you guys? You guys have a lot of young pieces that you're expecting them to develop. You spend a lot of draft capital, a lot of higher picks. You can't. How long is Obi Toppin going to sit behind Julius? When is Emmanuel quickly? You know, so now two playoffs. First playoffs, sure, you get a pass. Second playoffs, you've been here before. 
we we got to get some production out of you, and it didn't happen this year. And then now we talk about you have people like Hardenstein. You also have people like Jericho Sims, who has the potential to be a, a good backup big as well. Indeed. So you have hurt. a lot yeah. of you have a lot of pieces that should be the next wave. Are you guys confident in that next wave, or I, do you feel like you need to go and get an and trade? I have to see how this next offseason goes. I really do have to see how this next offseason goes. But based on the team that it is right now, we got a lot of young dudes. Most of these dudes are coming back because they're all in the contract. Mm-hmm. Unless we trade some people away, you know, that 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 might have have an impact on it. But as a Knicks fan, I don't feel like it's an unrealistic expectation for us to be a top five seed or higher in the East next year. And I think that's what the expectation has to be. Do you feel confident in these young players taking the next step? That's the question. So, yes, but also the Knicks have a habit of, like, giving you all the confidence in the world of a young player and then trading them away. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of scared to be, oh, yeah, I'm confident. We, I mean, they did that with Porzingis. I'm still hurt about that. I'm like, what? <laughs> Porzingis? I remember like, where I was. So, Me too. So so I think it's, it's kind of hard to have confidence in any of the young people because you know that if you're going to try to get a superstar and have a – blockbuster trade you're gonna have to trade somebody mm-hmm. you brought up Obi Toppin like I love Obi Toppin as you know coming off the bench I love Obi I Miles making a face like he disagrees Obi Hive Obi Toppin the, gang you already I, know because because you said you love Obi Toppin then you said coming off the bench when you said coming off the bench I was like okay but no coming off the bench do I want him starting all mm. every game absolutely but coming off the bench, I think he's solid. Like it sounds like I don't believe in these young players then to take the next step. No, no Obi, I, oh, I ain't gonna lie. Obi, I deadass don't believe in. I, I will be on the record saying that I don't believe that. I don't believe in Obi. I think he'll be off the, the team in the next couple of years. But the rest of the young guys, like the Josh Hart's, the Emmanuel Quickly's, the Isaiah Hartenstein's, I believe in those guys. Hmm. Quentin Grimes, I believe in him. You put Josh yes, Hart in that. Yeah, Josh Hart's not in that. He's uh, oh, he's what twenty eight. Miles McBride. Yeah, that nigga our age. Deuce. Oh, oh, Miles McBride. I'm mean, sorry, Josh no, Hart. Josh Hart, like our age. Bro. I mean, that's still 28. Is not young. No, not, not, not oh, sorry. Yeah. He's, not, he's not young <laughs> in the NBA. Prime NBA. It's, it's like his third team. <laughs> Damn, it is his third team. Where is he before Portland? The Lakers? No, 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 he was Portland. The Pelicans. Oh, Pelicans. 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 Yeah. yeah. Damn. Damn, Josh. Lakers. Pelicans. Portland. Fourth team. Josh. Josh about to get paid. Yeah, he ran. Through he did get paid a little bit. He got paid this summer. Or, uh, whatever Pelicans. I thought he about to. Thought, is he on a player option or a team option? I don't know. He, I, but he got his contract. Okay. He got it. He got I think he's contract. about to get another one though. That's I think he he's a free. I, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but yeah, bring Josh Hart back. I love that nigga, bro. That nigga bring the energy, and he built for New York. He's one of the few. Mm-hmm. It's always the role players, man. It's always the role players. He just got one design in their hair. And now they built for New York. Hey, he got two <laughs> actually. He got the NY, and then he got the I Heart NY. The NY shit was tough. Yeah, the NY braids was fire. You got one more Boston year. Both. You got one more year. This guy, he got a player option for twenty twenty three. Player option twenty twenty three. Yes, sir. Uh, All right. Twelve mil. Uh, speaking of being built for New York, Kayla. Now JT is not alone in his Jets fandom here. Can we move to the to the more important New York team? Because J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Let's go, Kayla. I know. I, I as a, as a lifelong Jet fan and Jet life lifelong Jet sufferer. This is the first time we've actually had a quarterback for our team. How does it feel? You want to go off, Kayla? You about to go off? You, 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 you about to go off? Let me know if you about to go off because you about to go Let off. Me, His let arm me start was off by saying, 
that there were more than 40,000 students at Temple. And me and JT was the only Jets fans I knew in the whole school. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Start there. So I'm excited, but also I, after watching Aaron Rodgers last year, and he was on my fantasy team, do I? I, I don't know. If, I don't know what version of Aaron Rodgers we're going to get. And I mm. think that's kind of because we got all hype way back when, when we were still children, when we got Brett Favre. Y'all played, y'all did well with Brett Favre till he got hurt. Till he got hurt. We did, we did well with Brett Favre, I guess. Until he sent those text messages too. So, but I think, <laughs> but I think that the thing is like, it, there's always that expectation like, oh, instantly the season's going to be better with Aaron Rodgers. And it was like, yes, we needed a quarterback, but like there were a lot of other issues that I think we solved. So I'm more excited to see the offense and like the rest of the offense more than I'm excited to see Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Because it's like Aaron Rodgers has people to throw to. Like Garrett Wilson, you're going to cash in. Everybody is going to do what they need to do. Defense was already solid. So I'm kind of just. Seems like you're not. You seem cautious. You're the only Jets fan I know that's moving like this. The only one. There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic here. And you don't seem very optimistic. No, she's not optimistic. I'm excited. I'm I'm optimistic. You're going to have to convince us of that because it is not working. (laughs) The life. The life of a New York fan is you can't be too excited. You can't before the season starts. That's fair. Because I'll tell you what, I was excited going into last season, but I also was like, I'm excited, but I don't think we're going to win more than five games. And you know what? We ended exceeding, we exceeded expectations. I was like, all right, cool. So going into this season, I'm kind of like, listen, as long as we. The bar is the floor? Well, no, no, no. It can't be the floor. You got to have to the raise it off the floor. Isn't the floor. The problem is it's like a step up. If if this would have if this Aaron Rodgers move would have happened back when the AFC East wasn't so fucking competitive, I think I'd be excited. Mm. But like you expect me to believe that we gonna go head to head with Miami. Yeah. Buffalo. Miami. Two and not last in the season. Two and not last in the season. Miami sweet. Patriots are trash. Bills don't move me. We beat I them with Zach Wilson. The Bills all the time. So, realistically, Caleb, if we being honest, right? All right, so our, the schedule is out. We've seen who the Jets is playing. What do you think? How many how many wins do you think the Jets is going to really fuck with this year, man? Like, what's the record? What's the record? What you think? What What is the okay. problem? <laughs> this year. Okay. See, obviously, y'all need y'all need JT to be that real optimistic one because I'm a realist. All right, <laughs> I'll fuck with that. No, I'll fuck with that. Please, I invite realism. I really do. I'm going to say we're going to win a solid 10 games. If we win more than 10 That's games, I'll be okay. That's why I said. That's why I said. I said y'all got 10, 10 and 7. 10 and 7 is a great season. That is a great season. But, again, it's, like, it's hard for me to, like, okay, JT, if you you if you Bro, say 10 and 7 is not a great season? For y'all, know. it's not a great season. Hold on, hold on, hold on. For them, no. that's a great season. Hold for on, a competitive football team. That's a that's an okay season. No, no, no. All right, right now, right, the Jets last year, when everybody thought they were going to go zero and nine for the first nine weeks, they went six and three. Yep, I was there. I, I I was there, having to deal with both with three quarterbacks: Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, Mike White. Right, six and three. Then 
Zach Wilson decided to tank the season, and we didn't make the playoffs. Like, they were three games over 500, had went into Green Bay, won very convincingly, had some very good wins. This team now, with a quarterback, with more offensive weapons, with a healthier offensive line, and a defense that was playoff caliber. Quentin Williams still not under contract. Right, the offseason is still young. Still. The Jets' defense was playoff caliber. The offensive weapons, you had Garrett Wilson, Offensive Rookie of the Year. You had Brees Hall, who probably would have been Offensive Rookie of the Year if he didn't tear up his knee in Denver, right? Elijah Vera Tucker was probably one of the best offensive linemen until he tore up his bicep, right? right. N- now you get rid of the, the locker room distraction, which is Elijah Moore, right? You bring in Alan Lazard, solid, solid wide receiver. You move Corey Davis basically to your fourth string now, so you don't really have to deal with him. Get rid of Braxton Berrios, who couldn't catch anything last year for some reason. Now, now he's talking about Braxton Berrios? Oh, that, was what, 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 that was his look, man. That was his man. Braxton was my guy, but how many balls down the stretch of the season was he missing? He, he, just, he just could not catch. It's not my fault. Plus, he's, fu- he's my height. He's my height. We can- which, I will means, definitely, which means nothing in football, which by means, the way. Which, which means nothing in football. Shout out Zay Flowers. Which, 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 shout which, out Zay Flowers. How many, how, you, you tell me how many prominent people under 5'9". Under 5'9"? Under 5'9". Come on, yo. Don't, Come on, bro. Don't do the under 5'9". All right. Shit, I would, okay, I would, I would hey, trade him the, for an Alan Lazard. One, one, one of the best receivers of all time, Antonio Brown. Yeah, all the bullshit is like 5'10". So, you know what I'm saying? I can't Oh, I'm sorry. Did I, did I not just say... Under 5'9". Bro. Braxton, a little guy. Under 5'9". It's all about the same shit, bro. All right, anyways, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nigga, go ahead. nigga wants Tavon Austin. Jesus. Anyway. From uh, West Virginia? Yeah, West Virginia Tavon. <laughs> I was like, who didn't have a great <laughs> not, not, <laughs> career. Not, not NFL Tavon, Baltimore, though. Baltimore Tavon. Look. Ba- no, shut the fuck up. All right, anyways. If, if anybody, if no, anybody. he's under- a Baltimore legend. Baltimore, wait. He's from Baltimore. Nobody cares. No, like I, Thank we you. do not care. Yeah, we do- <laughs> wait, that right. was the oh, best save on. I'm just what, saying. Anyway, what did JT say? We do not care. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Go ahead. so I look. I totally understand, Kayla. Like as a Jet fan, you always have to be cautiously pessimistic because he's five nine exactly. By the way, so the nigga might. Zay Flowers five nine. He's not he about to be. He about to go crazy. That's great. He's not Zay Flowers. He's a short white man. Anyway, uh. Yes, I understand. I As a Jet fan, Matt we've always be like, hey. been we've always been pessimistic about stuff because anything that can go wrong will go wrong, right? We had our starting quarterback get punched by a a, a a third stringer in training camp. We needed Ryan Fitzpatrick to come save the season. What a right? time! What a, what a time! Right? What a time! Like, like you expect me to be confident when? And I had this I had this conversation too. One. Let's not forget our other starting quarterback, who we not even gonna name him. He got mono. <laughs> who gets mono? It has to miss games for it. Hey, hey, look, man. He so he they, he never they, been in New York before. So he just out here kissing women at the clubs. It's, he wasn't. He wasn't okay. media trained. In Jersey. Okay, okay, but listen. <laughs> in you Jersey. Expect Aaron Rogers, you expect Aaron Rodgers, who been in Green Bay his whole career. To come to New York and behave? Yeah. He's from California. He's from California. He went to Cal. He's he an old head. He's an old head now. <laughs> he went on a darkness retreat by himself. Caleb, He'll be Caleb, fine. Caleb basically saying, I ain't putting shit past nobody. Caleb, he's, <laughs> I Caleb shit you past- see, he shaved. He sh- Bro, he was not shaving at all. Was he joining the Yankees? Yes. Bro, Look, you look at him right now. He looks healthy. He looks like he's actually eating three meals a day now. Bro. Nah, it's a different Aaron Rodgers. I'm telling you. And he got people to actually throw to this year, unlike last year okay, in Green he's Bay. He's reunited okay. with his two-time MVP Respect. coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. Very much very much so. All right, so Kayla said 10 wins. Where are we going? What, what do you what do you realistically think? Let's, based off let's, of this based off the schedule, because the schedule, in my opinion, is not that tough. 
relative, yeah, it's not. Ten and seven should be your minimum. Like that's the most basic of basic. <laughs> okay. Like that's a it's a but it's I'm a asking, bad season asking, if you. Lo- but I'm asking, what do you think? Oh, eleven and six. Eleven and six. All of that just for one you more game, Justin? Because just we all hey, <laughs> because we all know oh one God. game matters. Uh, one right. game matters. I, one game matters. I guess. One game matters. I guess. I mean, it does. One game does matter, but it's it, just it, the way you were going about win, it. It just seems like wins, ten and seven. You're like, we'll barely squeak seven. out ten wins. No, but they I'm, should, they that, should that's comp- not what I said. All I said was the Jets is gonna win ten games this year. Y'all winning ten games with Aaron Rodgers is not bad. That's good. What did Aaron Rodgers win last year? Eight games. That's two more games than he won last year. Tell you, man. Yeah, he didn't have a good season last year. Right, and that's what I'm saying. And still, so and four and, games is a lot. And he was still seventh in, in, in a in, shitty in total, division. In, in total Don't quarter, forget, he was in a shitty division last year with the Vikings that we beat in the playoffs, with the Bears, and with the Lions that they lost that that, that they lost to the last game of the season that didn't put them into the playoffs. I agree. So there you go. He so al- what? Two more games is outrageous. He also went down the stretch of the season and beat a bunch of good teams to put them in position to win the play to get in the playoffs. Who are you talking about? Miami. Miami was a good team. Miami's not a good team. Now they're not a good team. They weren't was, a good team. You were just over here agreeing. You were just agreeing. Without Tua. We're talking about the Okay, Miami but they started Ryan Thompson in the game that they, that, no, that they played. No, Tua played. And he got and hurt. And Tua got, got hurt in the fourth quarter. Oh, my God. Oh. All right, they can say the fourth quarter, the most important quarter of the game. The, oh most, the most important quarter of the game. Didn't the, didn't the Packers win on the last drive of that game? I don't even remember. Okay, that was, that all right, was now niggas right? don't remember. Now niggas don't remember. I watch football every Sunday. Niggas is hell. Come on. It's bro. my job to watch football okay, every Sunday. So I, and I'm telling you, they won the game in the fourth quarter. Justin, stop playing with me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All I'm saying is. Yes, Kayla, go, back saying, to you, please. All I'm saying is. Bro, he's really like that. Yes, 10-7 is like the minimum for me. If we win more than that, I'll be ecstatic. We go on another stretch where we. Win coming from behind like we did three weeks in a row, I'll be ecstatic. But like, fair enough. I would be a lot more excited if Aaron Rodgers wasn't towards the end of his career, and mm. I knew that he'd be that's for a long time. We know we gonna get definitely one. We might get two, maybe three years. Four years might be pushing it. Hey, you don't you don't need wait. You don't need a long time. You need Yo, one championship, bro. That's it. I go lie if it don't happen this year. No, next year. No, if it don't happen this year, it's not happening. I promise you. And that's not even on no hate and shit. That's me keeping it a stack. If it don't happen this year, it's not happening. But this is what I'm saying. That's, God. that's that's what I meant when I said New York is one of those markets where like if you're not immediately getting us a win, it don't matter. Yeah. Like fair if enough. He if he doesn't if he doesn't do big things this year, I'm not gonna give a shit about the <laughs> <laughs> the hesitation got like, it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say I don't care, but I'm like, nothing moves me. If we don't do well this year, it's not gonna move me the next year unless we get a solid backup. Because right now, I'm not even excited about the rest of our quarterback. Oh, yeah, Teddy Two Hands back. He's still out there. Hmm? Teddy Two Hands. Teddy, Teddy two, two Gloves. See, he's here, still out there. Here's what I'll say about this, Teddy right? Yeah. Let me ask a question. Well. No, no, no! Don't ask me you know. because you know what I'm gonna say. No, no, I'm, I'm asking it to the yeah, people. Yeah, we need to exclude Miles from Jets conversations, no, or, or this segment lasts like 40 minutes. I'm just no, no, no. it's no. What wait, is hold the- on, John. Don't blame it on me because me and Justin disagree when it comes to his team. That's it. That's it. I got a question. I got a question. What is the difference between and Kayla, you can answer this too. What is the difference between the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers right now and the Broncos getting Peyton Manning towards the end of his career? 
the difference between because they only had Peyton Manning for two years. One year he got a Super Bowl. One year his arm fell off the bone. Peyton Manning was at the tail end, and he never played after that. What second or third year with Denver? Yeah, All they needed point. was one or two good years from Peyton, and he delivered. That, so what is it? And at this point, I would I would say that Aaron Rodgers was better than Peyton Manning at this point in their careers because mm-hmm. two years ago Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Peyton Manning was years back removed from his MVP. Back-to-back MVP. Peyton Manning was years removed from his MVPs in, in, in Indianapolis. So what's the big difference between a guy that's also more mobile than Peyton at this time? Yeah. Who has probably the, a, a defense that's, I wouldn't say it's the same as, as Broncos because that was an elite defense. Yes. But a but defense is, that is, 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 is a very good defense. Offensive weapons that are definitely on par with what he had in Denver mm-hmm. all around the board. Mm-hmm. And an offensive line that's pretty much the same as well. You know, let me answer or not. Point. That's a great point. Now let so, Kayla answer. So I would like Kayla to answer, then you can answer. The point I'm going to make, though, is the divisions. Like, the AFC East is actually super competitive right now. When Peyton Manning was in the AFC West. The Chiefs wasn't shit. The Chiefs wasn't doing anything. The Raiders <laughs> weren't doing anything. The Raiders wasn't the shit. The Chargers, the Chargers had Philip Kayla, Rivers. Kayla need an anger translator. <laughs> no, because I'm literally like, yes, as a team, I understand what you're saying. At the point in the career, yes. But if we're talking about divisions, like the AFC East, for the longest, it was Tom Brady mm-hmm. and everybody else. Mm-hmm. The AFC East is actually competitive right now. Y'all could be <laughs> so Buffalo. It's like, Listen, the same way I'd be talking about be. the Celtics, they I'm they talking could, about the Buffalo. Could, no, they could be Buffalo. They could same be way. Buffalo. It I goes hand in hand. Go ahead, no, Kayla. We can, we can be Buffalo. We could, I mean, definitely be the Patriots. And Tua not lasting the whole season. Miami not lasting. Tua not lasting the whole season. But now Miami got Mike Williams as a backup. That's true. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say Mike Williams is that. Mike White. I'm not gonna say. Mike White. Mike White. Mike White could throw five tutties on y'all just out of spite. Yeah. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. The Mike White revenge game. Yeah, bro. Tua out. Tua gonna get knocked out like the first play of the game. Tua sore thumb. Next thing you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mike White is a starter against the Jets. It's go Quinn time. Williams strip sack. Tua's in concussion protocol. He's out. Mike White, five tutties. Yeah, nah, no funny shit. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it's tough, bro, because you think you go back to the Broncos scheme, the Broncos team was really, really like that, like defensively. And I think the biggest answer there, and John as my, John as my witness, Von <laughs> Miller. Von Miller, first ballot Hall of Fame. Justin, look at me. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Von Miller is the difference between those Broncos teams and this Jets team right now, bro. Von Miller was a game breaker. He put he single-handedly put me to bed that night. Pause. 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 <laughs> when, the Panthers, when, the pa- when the Panthers played against the Broncos, bro, that shit had me hot. Cam Newton. Niggas know that was my that was my man's bro. That was my nigga, bro. That was funny. Bro. (laughs) On some shit. (laughs) You ever see someone on Super Bowl Sunday turn the TV off right after the game and go to bed? That was me, bro. I was sick. Cam Jersey on and everything. Vaughn Miller put that shit to rest. That's the difference. I'm sorry. I'm kinda you can say Quinn Williams. You can say Sauce. Vaughn Miller. That I I kind of Bro. I think you guys are making fair points. But I'm kind of with JT on there should be reason for optimism. I'm not I'm, saying I'm not, I didn't say there shouldn't be though. I, I think I there's a lot of that. valid I reasons just, to I think that. Not, I'm gonna be honest though. I don't know how JT could be like, yeah, I'm optimistic, and then say 11 wins. <laughs> right <laughs> after you just said 10. They got Thank you there. You. They got you there. 
Thank you. I didn't like how you got. I didn't like how you. It almost felt no, like you were not, saying we'll barely no. squeak out to ten. Listen, it don't matter how you get to ten. If if I say y'all gonna win ten games, y'all gonna win ten games. Nah. I mean, shit. Yes. The, Raid, the Raiders yes. did it for years, losing like their first eight games. Sorry, winning their first eight games and losing <laughs> the rest. Right. It doesn't matter how you. The hardest thing to do in the NFL is to win football games. So, y'all get ten. It don't matter how you get ten. You get ten. That's real shit. I'm just saying, you want to say 11, fine. It's semantics at that point because I'm thinking that you that, that me saying 10 is the baseline. You know what I'm saying? That's a bad season. That's not a bad 10 it's a failure. Wins. No, for, not a, it's, for a, team, it's a failure. For a contending team, 10 wins because in the AFC, it's not a failure. In the AFC, you're going to need at least at least 12. I'm not going to lie. A contending team, 10 wins is in three okay. games over 500. That's a mediocre season. It for depends. a contending team. That's it a depends. mediocre season. You need more than 10. They probably get the wild card, but to win y'all division, I don't think y'all gonna need more than 10. Because y'all talking about... The wait, Bills are the most regular season of regular season teams. But y'all, but you've been on on here the past however many weeks. Yeah, because the Bills it doesn't... Because they are. They don't win and playoff games. they basically games. got the same schedule as the Jets. They wait, don't no. win playoff games. Okay, yes, but they, they are. They are a great regular okay, season team. Okay, so let's circle... So, 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 let's, so let's dial back. Let's dial back. Mm-hmm. What did you just say about the Bills and what happened with them last... last wait, wait, y'all played them. Y'all beat them with who? We beat him with Zach Wilson. Exactly. So if y'all can beat them niggas with Zach Wilson, y'all could probably split again with fucking Aaron Rodgers at the very bare yeah, minimum. No, I'm we talking should about go when five Bills and one in the division. Teams. I'm talking with, when they played the rest of the league. Okay, but when the Bills played, I'm saying the Jets and the Bills, they basically have the same schedule. Outside of maybe one or two games. Outside of two games, yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. So they basically have the same schedule. So either way, it should be fine. Mm-hmm. If we be if we being real, like 10 wins, I think 10 wins should win y'all the division. Mm. That's me being. That's me being completely yeah, fair. The, um, that's me being record. completely unbiased. If you disagree, you disagree. And if it don't happen, it don't I'm happen. Just, I'm confused because, like, I feel like we we saying the same thing as JT, and he over here shaking his head, and I'm like, because JT is just upset about the level of enthusiasm. Ten right. wins not going to win you the division. I just, look. I said, ten wins. I don't think. Win, I don't think the Bills are that great, but they do, will and get. You they win will, your yeah. divisional games. If the Jets go five and one in divisional and clean up in the games that they should. I think 11 or 12 wins should win you division. But Real- that means the Bills will also clean up because the Bills should sweep the Patriots. They should sweep the Dolphins. And we have a bunch of bum Bro. teams that we share going into the NFC realistically, East and AFC's, uh, was it West this realistically, year? Realistically, the division winner will probably win four division games. Three against... Everybody and one against and then two against one of the, one of the teams. I think that might be the Bills, mm-hmm. but it might also be y'all. It's very very possible. Kid. It's very very possible. You know what I'm saying? I like, just, I'm, I'm stuck on JT said you need 12 wins and then still saying the Jets gonna get 11 wins. That's why I'm like confused. I, I feel like I feel please like talk that, about that, it. That's me being. That's me being. That's that's me being level headed. Cause me, you don't want to see optimistic. You don't want to see me optimistic. I would love to see. I'll tell you this right now. Please be optimistic. Please be optimistic. I would really love to hear it. Go ahead. Optimistic, JT. Say we go. We we getting fourteen. We getting fourteen wins. Fourteen wins. (laughs) You sound like me and the Ravens. We we, fourteen and three. That 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 that's crazy high. Optimistic, JT. Fourteen wins. We taking the one seed. Pat Mahomes can eat my dick. No. 
But I mean, listen, I'm being realistic. Eleven, very, y'all, don't play, y'all, don't, y'all don't play the Chiefs, right? Yes, we do. Oh, y'all play the in Chiefs in prime oh, time. Oh, it's not happening then. Oh yeah. Oh yes. That's Roger. a game. Yeah, that's gonna be a good game. I'll, no. Yo, Kaylee, y'all got six. Pro- y'all went from having none to six prime time games. Till that's what they did for the Broncos, and we saw how that turned out. Yo, bro, I swear. Yo, and I'm so happy you said that. I was trying to be careful your shoulders. I know you. I know you healthy now. Yeah, yeah, we good. Yeah, my boy is healthy now. Um. Y'all got six primetime games this year. That means that's going to be six times that the world is going to watch Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Like, that, that that's valid? Like, you feel like that's too much pressure? You feel like, yo, you welcome the pressure? I'm not even, I don't even, like, stress over primetime games like that because I'm just like, yeah. you either going to watch the games or you're not. I think my my big thing America's is watching, though. If, you're Kirk, if your team doesn't have Kirk Cousins, you're fine. But also, I think it's one of those situations where it's like, yes, America's watching, but like America's, America's gonna watch anyway because it's Aaron Rodgers. So True. it's like mm. you're gonna find the games. Mm-hmm. Can we move on from the Jets, please? I think that, that that's flip a that's, table. That's, Literally, that's um, the last thing I, I, I kind of want to talk about is there's been a lot of coaching changes in the past week with three very notable head coaches in the NBA being fired. Um, Mike Budenholzer. Monty Williams and Doc Rivers. So, um, I know some people are really surprised at the Mike Budenholzer thing. I think that it really just shows that the if you're still contending after you win your championship, that ring doesn't buy you as much time as it used to. Um, because that was always a big thing where a bad coach can win a ring and he'll immediately go on. I mean, Doc Rivers. Um, but like they'll they'll have plenty of time to try and make it up. But I feel like, especially in this playoffs, we saw how much coaching played into that series. Um, and Budenholzer's out. I, you know, we kind of all talked about it on the podcast. They honestly wanted him out the year they won the the um, championship. But what are, what are you guys' thoughts on all of these? Like, you get Budenholzer, you get Monty Williams, who's the coach of the year. Um, Doc Rivers should have been fired anyway. Um, it was a bad hiring to begin with. I, I said that. I said it was a bad hiring. You did. And now you got James Harden talking about the people they say it's the greatest, not the greatest. Like, they putting on man on fucking greatest coaching list for why. Anyway. I'm going to go one by one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with Monty. I'm going to end with Doc. Monty Williams. Um, I don't think that it was really his fault. But the problem is, is when you put up... S- like, you, you go to the finals a couple of years ago. You know, you set the bar where it is. You know, you building around book. And I don't necessarily feel like it was totally Monty Williams' fault. I mean, you Mm kind of take a lot of his team away, and you kind of expect the same situation to happen. I mean, yeah, it's KD KD and Devin Booker, right? But at the same time, it's like basketball don't don't always work like that, where you could just take away whoever, add whoever, and then the shit automatically works. I don't feel like that's that. So that's Monty. I think think Monty's going to get another job. He'll be fine. He'll succeed elsewhere. All right. So it is Mike Budenholzer. Mike Budenholzer, ex uh, Hawks coach, also ex Bucks coach. Now, like John said, you you really said it all, bro. Like you you winning the championship, it don't necessarily mean anything. It's a players' league. You're gonna have to coach of the year. Don't mean shit no more. It, it really it, it really don't. It just means that all right, you know what? You were able to do what you were supposed to do. That is the expectation of the NBA now. It's like when you're a coach, you're supposed to do this. This is what you're supposed to do. So Budenholzer is another dude I feel like is going to get a job. Um, I don't know what job he's going to get. He might have to be on somebody's bench for a little bit, but he'll get a job. He'll get a job. Now, Doc Rivers. (laughs) 
Doc Rivers, man. And correct. And y'all, please, hop in if I'm wrong. Hop in if I'm wrong. I saw some stats, bro. I saw some stats from a lot of coaches and a lot of people um, based off of their records when they were up in a series three, three to two. Doc Rivers has a losing record. Yes, as a head coach in the NBA, he has a losing record being up in a series three and two. John has been talking about this since before the pandemic. This guy, Doc Rivers, he cannot get another job. Sixers fans, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Sixers front office, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Fucking Brett Brown, y'all y'all fired this man after Kawhi hit the game shot in game seven. Fuck it. I understand, man. Like, whatever. Brett Brown was ass. But then y'all hired Doc Rivers all to get the same result the next three consecutive years after that? That's terrible. Y'all got to let it go, man. Doc won a ring in 2008. He ain't win shit since. He hasn't even come close since. He hasn't reached a conference final since 2012. And what year is it? 2023. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. Doc is not it. Doc is absolutely not it. He does not. Now, I say this. Mike Budaholzer, Monty Williams, they deserve jobs in the NBA. Doc Rivers, you could be a consultant. You could be in the front office. Fuck it. You could be on TNT. Interpersonal ESPN. relations. I'd watch it. I dead ass would watch it. Absolutely but, not. If I had to, if I had to listen to Doc Rivers Ugh. do color commentary. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. He can do play by play real quick. No. He can do play by play. He can do play by play. With that voice. He can do play by play. Ugh, I'm with Kayla on this. To watch the game on He can do play. He can, listen, do what LeBron do, man. Just put music in the background. But fuck it. Doc Rivers does not deserve another job in the NBA. I, I had a He does not. He does today. not. And it's bad. And, and I don't understand why he keeps getting hired. Like, y'all just do not learn from your fucking lessons every time. It makes no sense to me. I, I had a realization today that I think Doc Rivers is George Carl if he was a better human being. In the sense of we sit here and we go... Look at his regular season record. He won all these games. He did all these things. Yeah, but he did that with pretty good fucking teams. With good rosters. And then he also had those good rosters. He didn't really do shit. He's got one ring to his name. And now after, we're going to talk about him saying, oh, man, I don't really think we ever believe these Clippers teams are going to win. For them losing the playoffs last year, basically going, I mean, you know, uh, who knows about Ben throwing his players under the bus and not taking accountability for a lot of things. Like, so the James Harden post talking about when people say they're the best, they're really not as good as they seem and shit. Like, so it's like the truth is coming out more and more about how motherfuckers don't fuck with Doc as much as people like to make it seem. And on top of that, he just doesn't coach well. Like, he's not a good coach. So all those regular fucking season things don't mean anything. And I feel like the more we hear, it's just sort of like, yeah, shit is not all as great as people make it seem. So that's that. I think that might be my comparison. How big of a reach would it be to say that he's like the end of NBA version of Marvin Lewis? Because like for a while, the Bengals would always have like 10, 11 wins, nah. would win the AFC North, and then just not do anything in the playoffs. No, because he doesn't Marvin have the Lewis to well, his mean, name. Or completely different though. No, yes. I know. Oh, you got yes, and also Marvin Lewis made his name coaching the best defense of all time. It's true. So Doc ain't even have those assistant credentials. Who's name? What he had? He had player credentials, but yeah, but he also shouldn't have won that coach of the year either. So, well, here's what I'll say about these uh, guys. I'll start with Budenholzer. It's kind of messed up. Like they fired him, and mind you, his brother had died, 
it was either his brother or his father. Brother, Someone in his brother. family had died during like the like right after, right as soon as the season ended and like right in the playoffs. Mm. So it was like, damn, like y'all couldn't wait of like a little bit longer for mm. it. The Boone Hoser thing, I mean, look at it. You win a championship. A parting of ways or something? Nah, bro. You you win a championship, right, which some people say, yeah, you got kind of got lucky there. The next year, what happens? You lose in the semifinals to the Celtics, and the year after that, you lose in the first round to an eight seed, an eight seed that barely made it past the play-in, right? So there were rumblings of Bud being fired before the ring. Uh, and then you have two disappointing playoff exits, and now it's like, all right, maybe we need a new voice uh, coming in. So I understand it from that standpoint. The Monty Williams thing, it's interesting because he went to the finals. He's he I would some would say he may have overachieved with some of the Suns teams mm-hmm. in the past few years. But you have a new owner come in after Sarver, you have Matt Ishbia come in. He wants to make a splash. What's the first thing Matt Ishbia does? He says, Yo, go and trade for Kevin Durant. He goes trade for Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant was linked to the Suns in the offseason when he first had that trade request from Brooklyn. Right. So you give up Mikhail, you give up Cam Johnson, two guys that were loved in Phoenix. Right. But I mean, it's Kevin Durant. Like you, you, you make no. that trade 10 times out of 10 times. Who would have suspected that Kevin Durant would twist his ankle in Pratt in uh, layup lines and miss, you know, 10, 11 games and only play, I think, what, seven games in total for the Suns in the regular season. He played more playoff games for the Suns than he did regular season games. Yep. So that kind of hurt their continuity and their team chemistry. And it's I know it's, it, it's hard for. Even if it's like the great one of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen in our generation, right? It's still hard to just say, "Yo, go in there, plug and play." Because I'm assuming those ten games would have been key for them figuring out rotations. And oh, it's it's easier for us to get Kevin Durant rest here as opposed to there. Yeah. We can play campaign with with KD maybe against these lineups, but not these lineups. Yep. And I think Monty was trying to figure those things out almost on the fly in the playoffs in the Clippers series, which you saw because it was like, why are the Clippers competing with the Suns when they don't have Paul George, they don't have Kawhi? This is after game two, right? And you're like, what's going on? But he's trying to figure things out on the fly. And then you see it really exasperate in the Nuggets series where it's like, all right, you have a Nuggets team that is complete top to bottom with a guy that probably some feel should have won the MVP, Mm -hmm. right? You have across the board, you have size, you have shooting, you have length, you have everything, right? Yeah. They've had their system in place they're the one seed in the West for a reason. And now you're trying to throw a hodgepodge team together. And yes, Devin Booker was going crazy in the playoffs, right? But, and also, I know everybody has their mixed feelings about CP. Go ahead. Couple games. Go ahead. That's crazy. Everybody has their mixed feelings about CP3, but losing your point guard for an entire series is still crucial. This is it's, true. It's still crucial. This as, is true. as washed as some people may think Chris Paul is, he's still your floor general. Right, he still gets the offense in line. He still sets the defense. Things all, all like this, right? So I think with the Monty Williams thing, he was just, you know, he just had to fall on the sword, right? Matt Ishby, a new owner, comes in, wants to make a splash. Look, they're going to go in a new direction, and this new direction starts with Devin Booker, and it builds around Kevin Durant. I don't know what Better they're going to do start with Doc Rivers. They would be, they would be foolish to bring in Doc Rivers. I don't know who goes to Phoenix. I've heard the rumblings of Ty Lue mm-hmm. stepping down from. Uh, Los Angeles to maybe go. I think that would be a great spot for him to go to. Uh, Phoenix. In terms of Doc Rivers, yeah. It's a dub, bro. It's a dub, it's a dub. We not I'm tired doing of it. hearing him link to every we, coaching we smoking position on right the now. Back, bro. Real shit. It's I think a it's dub, a case man. of you when you go in the league as long as you have and you build up all this uh, I guess regular season clout, right? And you know, you have a bunch of probably old heads from that those Celtic teams and even probably some of the Clippers teams. 
even though I saw that article that came out that was like, oh, the Clippers weren't as united as they as they think. But you have a lot of people saying like, oh, yeah, no, Doc is him, Doc is him from an older generation. But then you come into this era and it's like, well, Doc, three straight years, three straight times you've, lo- you've lost in a semifinals. And I would say the more embarrassing... The more embarrassing one was the was the Hawks one at home. And you could say, oh, Ben Simmons this, Ben Simmons that. He should have shot it. But at the same time, you should have never been in a situation where you had a game seven against the Atlanta Hawks, right? This year, why is it that you're up three to two? You let Jason Tatum for three quarters throw up brick after brick after brick. He literally rebuilt the Ben Franklin Bridge for three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, you let him go off. In your house, where you could have ended the series, then you go Same. into Game Seven in Boston. And granted, this is the only the only slack I'll give Doc Rivers. His two stars did not show up for mm-hmm. him. Now I don't know if that's just because they didn't answer the bell for him, they didn't play for him or whatever. But Joel Embiid and James Harden they only sucked. combined for what, know, twenty-eight well, points. It don't matter what they combined for; they suck. They they suck. They, 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 stunk. they, 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 they suck. No, they they, they, the they stunk. They suck. But they, at they, the they same time, the you had a three-two lead. Yes. You had two chances. Mm-hmm. To advance to a conference finals, which including in your own crib, and that's unacceptable. It, it, it's unacceptable. So, how many times have we seen a Doc Rivers-led team where we're thinking, "Oh, they should be going to the conference finals. They should be going to the finals," and they fall short? You know, I, I, I don't, the, I don't know which one's more embarrassing: the three-one blown deficit in the bubble to the Nuggets, or the three-one blown deficit to the Rockets when. You were letting J.R. Smith, not sorry, not sorry. You were letting Josh Smith, and was it Corey Brewer, mm. just shoot three after three after three on you in your building when you could have eliminated them? Yeah. Then you go back to Houston, you lose. Come back to L.A., lose again. So it's it's like wash, rinse, repeat with Doc. You're gonna get a great regular season coach. You're gonna win 50 games. You're not gonna go past the second round, and that's all there is to Doc. I. He will most likely get another coaching job at some point. Which is trash. Like, I gotta see the But argument. we gotta stop doing the coach mm-hmm. carousel, right? Because Nick Nurse is gonna get another job. Quake. I think Nick Nurse is more deserving of a job. I think, I think even I think, so. I, I think Nick I think, Nurse should be the next the next Phoenix coach. I think Nick Nurse will be a great Phoenix great, great yeah, coach. Because you're gonna have himself. to for Tyloo, it would have to be you have to get Tyloo out of LA first. Right? Yeah. But, but um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just tired of seeing the same coaching carousel where we're seeing the same guys. Like it's almost like a, a like a musical chairs, right? Like, I know people have said like, oh, Sam Cassell might deserve a job. Well, how many times have I heard Sam Cassell in these reports and every year it's, oh, Sam Cassell, Sam Cassell didn't get that job. He mm-hmm. on the Phillies bench though, so I mean, I miss Phillies. He on Sixers bench though, yeah. so I mean, he might actually finally fuck with a job though, finally. Kenny Atkinson for the past four years and I don't think Who he's the greatest coach, des- but, but I think he deserves, I, I think he's best fit for one of these rebuilding type teams. I'd love to see him with the Pistons. The you know, He would have been a per- but then again, and then you have Eam. Eam, Eam comes with the Rockets. You know, I, I think he'll do good things. I mean, his workplace etiquette is a little, is very questionable, but his X's and O's cannot be disputed. True. You know, um, so it's, it's it's just a weird, the NBA is in a weird spot. I think people are like, oh, like it's, it's a cutthroat league. But at the same time, like when you have coaches that have expectations, like the Bucks did, championship expectations, mm-hmm. Sixers, championship expectations, Suns, championship expectations, and you fail short of that, you don't even make it to the conference finals or even the finals, well, I'm sorry, things have to happen, and, mm-hmm. and it's a very, what have you done for me lately? Go, uh, go Harrison, take take notes about, um, you know. Which is why it is so surprising that a one Jason kid is not fired, but that's beside the point. I'm not going to get John Rout up, but let me get Kayla's uh, perspective on this. 
So I think the NBA is kind of in a place like I was talking about how it's hard to play in New York because it's like you want results immediately. I feel like the NBA as a whole is very much so like that. Um, it's so wide open right like, now. Well, but you you also used to have coaches that, you know, used to spend their whole career with one team, maybe mm. two. You true. just don't see that anymore. But as far as like, okay, so Budenholzer, yes. It was crazy watching the fall from grace because I think everybody, at least I did, like in the East the past couple of years, you just expect the Bucks to go far. Like that's what you expect. But you also can't really blame that on – like, I guess you can partially blame it on coaching because anytime you're going up against Eric Spolstra, like, you know you're going to have to put your best foot forward, like, regardless of who's on that team. But also, you have to consider Giannis was injured. Like, mm -hmm. Giannis was out. I think he was out for one game and then was injured the rest of it. Like, wasn't playing at his full potential. So it's like, any team is going to take a hit. That doesn't matter, the coach. Like, any team is going to take a hit when your best player is not on the court. Yeah. The news as I just thought it was weird how after the series was over is when the news came out about his brother. Mm. And then it was like, boom, the next day he was fired. Like, I don't know what went into that decision. Like, I don't know if it was like just wasn't public knowledge and then mm -hmm. they waited till after a funeral or something. Because I yeah, thought that Budenholzer are not a common last name, so they had to know. <laughs> but, not, but not even just that, but like you know, when Monty Williams, mm -hmm. when his, wife. His, his, wife. his wife, yeah, yeah, like we, we heard about that immediately. That that wasn't no like, oh, we're going to wait. Um, Monty Williams, I think he's a great coach. I think he'll be fine. I think the thing with the Suns was like CP3. I like that was my favorite player growing up. I love Chris Paul, but like he just cannot catch a break, whether it's bad coaching, whether it's an injury, it's just like, it's always something with whatever team he's on. Um, but I also think the Suns were in a situation where they were kind of set up to fail because like you can't expect, and maybe the problem is Kevin Durant because it just seems like whatever team he goes to lately is like, there's something off with the chemistry on the court. Kevin DeFraud, common denominator. Yeah. Kevin DeFraud, if you will, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we there's there's no reason why a player that good is not meshing well on the floor with other players. And I don't that's what I'm saying. It could be off the court stuff going on that we just don't know about. But I think the Suns, like Monty Williams, as far as the coach will be fine. I don't really know who would do well because there's a lot of personalities on that team right now. So it's like you need a coach that's gonna be able to handle that. Ty Lu would be good because he's handled you know, the Lakers, like, you know, he's handled big personalities. Now, uh, Doc Rivers just. Yeah. Collective. Just don't do it I, for I, you. Collective Negro there, sigh. There's, there's no, there's no, really no room for him in the NBA. I there think we he'd go. be a solid college coach. Mm -hmm. I think he'd do really well with a good division one team. I, because, I mean, obviously the skill set is there. Like, he, it's not that he's a bad coach. I just don't know what it is about the NBA, but he just can't – he just can't do it. I think it's – but I also think it's like – it's it's a situation, though, like the regular season is much different than the playoffs. Like, you know, you're playing one team – you're playing like three different teams a week. I, I don't know what it is about him, like, not watching tape or something. Yeah. If, you, if you can't adjust, like, be watching if that's it, who's it, Kyler Murray? Oh, like, my God. You're playing the same team at least 
four times. Why, why does it not, why doesn't that work for you? Like, why can't you figure out how to make that work? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 that's interesting. I've never, I haven't heard the Doc Rivers to college uh, route. That's that's interesting. I don't know if he'd be willing to uh, deal with, uh, the recruiting trail and dealing with all this transfer portal stuff. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how many, look at the superstars he's coached over his tenure, right? Out, and I'm saying after Boston, right? Because I, even before Boston, he was coaching Tracy McGrady on those Magic teams. Uh, well, yes, but that's, I know, I know. Yeah. But like, even after, all right, so after Boston, right? You're coaching CP3 in his prime, Blake Griffin in his prime. Like, the whole Lob City was was in their prime. Then you go move on from Lob City, you have Kawhi in his prime. You have Paul George. Then you move on from that. You have Ben Simmons, when Ben Simmons still cared about basketball for two and three quarters of a season, yep. right? Yeah. You had Joel Embiid. You had, you know, a, a very good collection. Then... You have Joel Embiid, the MVP, and you have James Harden. So, like, I don't know a coach that has coached so many superstars but has done as less or has done, you know, the same or lesser than Doc Rivers. At some point, the common denominator, as John has pointed out many a times, is Doc. I, I, I To me, I just, I, I just, I really just don't get it because we've seen coaches do a lot more with less cough, cough, Eric Spolstra but I feel like you could list a lot of other coaches in the league you that have been sit, able to do that. Rick Carlisle. You can't sit here and go, <laughs> like, yep. oh, he's the he's the interpersonal relation coach. He's the guy who really understands the players and does all these things. And then after, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. We're not pushing the right buzz. I, I don't know. I, I This team never really gelled to begin with. I don't know. Like, you can't be both. You can't have both here. And that's the real issue. And then he just keeps getting shot after shot after shot. And it kind of just, like, I think about, like, how – you and your dad talk about Doc Rivers, how your dad is still on that old head mentality of, hey, he's a blackhead coach. We got we got to root for him. He's a bad coach, period. That's <laughs> bad, it. And bad coaches deserve to be rooted against. Exactly. Whether you white, whether you black, why, whether you Hispanic, like I'm saying, it's whatever. But the reason why I say I think he'd be a good college coach, though, is, one, if I'm, you know, in the transfer portal or I'm recruiting, hell yeah, I'd want to play under Doc Rivers. So he, it's not... I don't think he's going to have a team full of scrubs. Like, I think he could go somewhere and kind of handpick who he wants on his team. But also, I'm not going to say college is, like, less important. But it seems to me, honestly, that he'd do better in, like, a March Madness atmosphere, to be quite honest with you. Where, he's not- <laughs> where it's not a series? Don't ask, don't ask John this. But it's, a, but it's, it's an elimination game, though, and he's not good in those. I'm about to say, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. He got to lose a record in elimination games where every game is an elimination. My only Don't thought give would that be, nigga uh, the one seed, bro. My only thought would be, like, Fred Hoiberg. So, like, Fred Hoiberg went from Iowa State. He went to go coach the Bulls. That failed, and now he's back in college. And he's doing he's doing a pretty decent job out there, and I believe in the Big Ten. Um, he's got the Big Ten or the Big 12. I'm not gonna- but. Patino, but he just went and did the same thing. Hey, man, fuck it. Listen, he worked his way back. My man went, listen. Hey, Coach Cal. Coach yeah, Cal, Coach Nets Cal. legend, Coach Cal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nets legend, Coach Calipari. I didn't even know he coached Nets. He Damn he right he, he did. He coached Nets, man. Yeah, I guess just just moving on, the last sports thing really, uh, really to talk about is... You said the, that um, the last time, nigga. All right, sorry. My fault realizing that the the conference finals are happening. Yeah, I'm just saying. You said, I, listen, I'm just holding the... All right, go ahead. Go I'm, with ahead, go ahead. I'm with Miles on this you, one. We, you, we're not going to talk about the conference finals when they start? 
No, listen, you listen. You just throwing shit up in here. JT said, "Fuck Braun, fuck AD, fuck Jokic." Okay, fine. How about, <laughs> this? Gotta say How about is, this? Denver is six, Boston is seven. They really tried to say that the Nuggets were per, a Purdue level one seed. I thought so. I thought so. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll hold that L. Why do I feel like Jokic gets so much more slander when he doesn't perform to these ridiculous levels than other NBA superstars? Because he's white. I'll answer that. I'll answer the question for you. Yes, and I felt that because, too. Because, 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 because I feel he's like white. Yes. That, that is exactly why. So he doesn't get the slander. He doesn't. Or? He does not get the slander yes, that it, other it, it, NBA stars the, 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 do. The long and the short answer. No, sorry. He does like if he doesn't. If he doesn't do these miraculous things like he did the other night, then motherfuckers are like, "Yo, this is why he shouldn't be in the MVP conversation. This right. is why this, this, and this." But then like. Other people don't get, like, why is no one giving Jason Tatum that hate when Jason Tatum doesn't do shit like that? Again, the short answer, because he's white. In your time, so like you said, you've been doing this for five years. So in your time as a a woman in the media field and someone that is on camera, how have you seen, have you seen any progress, I guess, in terms of, like, the field in general over the past five years, your experience over the past five, five years, how you've dealt with being... Um, a woman in the media industry and how much further do you think that we have to go with this? Um, I've seen progress in terms of, and I think it just depends on the city you're in. So I think in my old market, you know, you kind of have to know the audience that's watching your station. So like Memphis is predominantly black. So they're very good. Like, you see all the arguments about like, oh, no natural hair on air. Like that's not a problem out here. I can wear my hair curly, I can wear it however I want. It's not really a problem. Um, so I think the industry as a whole has gotten a little better about that, but I think that just comes with the conversations about, um, you know, people really pushing for that now, pushing for change, pushing for, you know, the Crown Act and stuff like that. Um, but I still think there's a lot of progress that needs to be made with just like, we're seeing so many people leave this industry and take PR jobs. One reason is for the pay. Um, but also like my starting salary when I was in Macon out of college was $25,000. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. My it's, it's, it's a grind. 25,000? Yeah. Niggas is really comfortable well, offering that was, much? That's and, what I'm saying. For That was and, a full-time position, right? So yes, so it's gotten it's gotten better in the sense that like now some stations are because there's so many people leaving that now that some stations are like, all right, like we can't offer that mm. anymore. So especially, you know, you just graduated with a degree. But I think there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made with that still because there's no reason that I can get a remote PR job and make six figures and I'm not making that now when I'm doing double the work. Mm. So, and I think that's what COVID really proved to people. Like when, when companies had no choice, but to make their people remote, it was like, once everything opened back up, people was like, Oh, if I, if I can do, if I can do the job remote, why wouldn't I? Right. So I think that's one thing, but for being a woman in the industry, I think everybody has their own experience. I think for me, I've kind of been lucky in the sense that both stations I've worked at, even though the audience wasn't necessarily predominantly black, both my newsrooms have been predominantly black. So like in my old station, like our on-air talent was predominantly black. Here, 
it's it's 50 50 but we have more black people on the anchor desk and like my executive producer is a black woman mm. so it's it's really good to have people in those manager roles and now that i'm like i'm not going to say i'm like a pro in my newsroom by any means at this mm. point but you're more comfortable and, yeah i'm i'm definitely in a comfortable role because like i said i know people i'm comfortable in my beat i know where to be and where not to be after a certain time because i think that was also a big adjustment coming here because i had never been here until mm. they brought me out here to visit um so I think there's a lot of progress that needs to be made just in terms of like work-life balance too, because I have a lot of people, I have friends now, like how I mentioned, I'm lucky enough to be Monday through Friday, but I have friends that literally have only ever worked weekends and they've been in the business as long as me or sometimes even longer. And I'm just like, weekend anchors are like, to me, the only, and like, if you're just starting at your station should be the only reason why you're reporting on weekends, but yeah, it's just a level of work-life balance because even when I'm not at work, I feel like I'm working. Like I wake up and I'm looking at my work emails to see what's going on or I'm answering emails from viewers that are sending me crazy stuff. Like my work day kind of begins when I wake up. So, mm. Bro, I've been seeing Amen. some of the comments on Facebook. You turn into, you turn into a, a, new, a news honey now. It's really funny because I literally... <laughs> I'd really just be sitting here minding my business. And like, I, I saw a Facebook post, the one you're talking about, yeah. the dude made a post on Facebook and was like, who's finer, Dominique or Kayla? And I'm like, <laughs> and there was really like traction on the post. Like they were, they were really pitting us against each other. I'm like, me and her are like good friends. Why are we doing this? This is what it is. <laughs> Always trying to put yeah, black women against other black women. You put a Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> it's, That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, it kind of gets on my nerve. Like, y'all saw me in college. How many times did I ever wear makeup? Never. I don't <laughs> now know. you, but now you wear makeup every yeah. day that you want to yeah. on the air, it's, it's right? Funny. It's funny that I ended up in a job where, like, I literally have to wear dresses and makeup every day because that is not natural for me. Right. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is the Kayla that I know. Like, the Kayla that's on the pod right now. This is the Kayla that I know. The yeah. Kayla that be on TV. I don't know Mrs. Solomon. Miss Solomon. I don't know her. I don't, I don't know her. I don't know no, who she be. I don't be know Miss Solomon. It's crazy. I don't know her. I don't know her. Uh, <laughs> I don't listen. I and it's funny because people watch. <laughs> I was on the phone with one of my friends last week, and <laughs> I was talking to somebody. Like I was in the Chick Fil A drive-through. I was just placing an order, and like, but I, as habit, like turned on my reporter voice, <laughs> and she was like you don't talk like that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i don't know it's it's really a it's an interesting business to be in right now there's a lot of moves being made right respect that pat McAfee thing i think was huge and i think you know outside of just sports media, i think that changes a lot of things like the fact of him to get that deal and them literally being like you don't you just got to curse a little less for on air like yeah. um i remember d samara he's talking about they had five fucks an episode if they, they they hit more than five fucks, then the rating of the show got changed. What? Yeah. So that would be a joke. Where they were like, if we say more than five fucks, they're going to change the rating of the show. So we got to leave it as it is. To, there isn't any restrictions. But like for them to give creative control to like something, it was just some homies talking, build it from the ground up. That's huge. Yeah. I remember when they was at Complex with the uh, the two mics on the two milk you crates. You talking about Jesus? Uh, or Pat McAfee. Oh, I was talking about Jesus. I, I yeah. went back to Pat McAfee oh, okay, just because that deal. <laughs> yeah, just that deal with ESPN and everything yeah. like that. 
Nah, it's uh nah good 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 for Pat McAfee's. Um so is this I guess my question is is this where you want to stay in for your career as in news? But if somebody was to say right now, hey Kayla, we want you to come and anchor ESPN six o'clock segment, are you taking that or are you sticking in Memphis? So I'm gonna be honest with you. So my station doesn't have a sports department. Like we don't actually have a sports department. That's wild. So, you gotta you gotta open one up. Yeah, that's so crazy. so when they so when they interviewed me, part of the reason like they brought up in my interview that they liked that I had sports reporting experience because they were like, Well, if we need to throw you in a Grizzlies live shot, we can and we can trust that you know what you're talking about. Um so I kind of get to do the best of both worlds out here, which is kind of the, the good thing that I like because I know like in any other role, I probably wouldn't have been able to interview Dennis Scott. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. it's, well, I kind of have, um, I'm not going to say that I don't miss doing sports on a daily basis, but I do kind of like that when there is a big sports story out here, that there's a level of trust that they'll be like, hmm, we can put Kayla on it. I'm like, you know, that's still fun. Um, the flexibility you like. Sick. I'm sorry? The flexibility is what you like here. Yeah. So, and like I said, they, they, once they saw that on my resume, that I even had sports reporting on there and that my first reel on YouTube was all sports. They were like, Oh, bet. I was like, I wasn't even coming for that, but thank you. So, <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. It's kind of nice. Throwing it back to the TUTV days, right? Oh man! Well, listen. I mean, I, I I tell it to you straight. Listen, you can talk sports with us three. You could probably talk sports with anybody. So that's you know, that don't really mean much. But we we know what the fuck we talking about at the end of the day. And I know you know what the fuck you talking about. So. Yeah, I don't, but yeah, yeah. He, JT's just here for vibes. <laughs> I'm just here for the vibes. <laughs> let, let me relax because I'm two fucks in. So three now. So we <laughs> about to get canceled. Um, <laughs> I think we. Oh man! But uh, all the cancelable offensives never made the pod. Low-key, of one of them did. Inshallah. Inshallah, Inshallah made Inshallah, the pod, Inshallah, bro. What, did I, say, what did I say with that? Everything. Everything. I'm just not understanding what it meant. I just don't understand why people are questioning my Muslim faith. Is what I'm just confused about, but okay. Okay, Kyrie, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. Anyhow, well, I just want to thank my really good friend, Kayla, for coming through back on the pod. A couple hundred episodes we'll later. To, you know, we'll uh, have to do it. We'll oh. have to do another episode to recap DC. <laughs> oh my oh, God! Yes. yes. Oh, we absolutely. Patreon. Then we gotta. Yeah, then we, we gotta do another will. one to recap Jets Giants. Yeah, we will. We will. We, Kaylee, listen. If you want to come to Jets Giants, just slide to New York real quick. We go. We we gonna be out there. Bro, the way the two of them are bickering, I might go too. Shit. <laughs> We all gonna have a good time. We all hey, gonna do it. The real thing. question is, John, are you gonna wear a Jets jersey or a Giants jersey? That is a good question. No, John, there's only one right answer because what is your second team? What is what is your uh, NFC team? You're right. It, 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 okay, there you go. You, so a, you have second teams? Yeah. That was some thoughts. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I did have an Ahmad Bradshaw jersey. He did. So there you go. So, right, exactly. He's pulling up with just the big wear, blue. Just wear some temple shit. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, don't even pick For a side. Who? For you. Right. I'll, I'll, wear, I'll just wear some Yankee shit or something. Yeah, just wear a New York. Yeah, just wear some Yankee stuff or something. You're yeah, like, New York. like a neutral. plumber, like a plumber going to a, a Knicks game. Yeah, it's just a neutral thing, you know. Oh, man, wear your wear your wear your uh your, your your shirt. Make a shirt for your branding. Wear a hoodie and wear that. 
Might as well. Um, listen, Aaron I gotta get I gotta get Miss Solomon on my on the Johnny's workout plan, and then the Johnny's workout plan. Where to? That's the only free advertisement that we giving on a pod. <laughs> um, Kaylee, you got anything else for us? No, it's always a good time to catch up with y'all. I enjoy, I'm sorry, I uh, couldn't make it last week. You know, it's all good. It's all good. It happens. So it, it worked out better. It worked out better this week because the whole jaw thing. Yes. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> it definitely did work out better. <laughs> yeah. But no, I um I enjoy catching up with y'all. It's always definitely, good definitely. to see family, which I don't have much of in Memphis. So if y'all ever are, happen to be passing through, please let me know. Again, Kayla, I thank you. Thank you, thank you. Very, very much for taking your time out of your busy schedule to come fuck with us. And there we go. There we have it. Huge shout out to Kayla one more time for joining us, giving us some really good content, some good insight, both from what it's like being in Memphis and also just her sports insight, which she doesn't get to do as much anymore. So it's really dope to sort of bring that back. We do love you, Kayla. Huge friend of the pod. She's been around since before this was a thought. Um, Also one of our first guests ever. So it's really great to have her back and really come full circle. Um, That's really it for sports and everything else. We're not going to do any anime this week. Uh, but next week we're right back at it with Weeb Weekly and Anime Book Club. Still watching Blue Lock. So 13 through 15 for next week. And then next week it'll probably be two episodes of Hell's Paradise. Which again, if you're not watching Hell's Paradise, I don't know what you're doing. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. And thank you, Kayla, one more time. We'll catch y'all next week. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold-blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got-